0: Welcome to the Vivid Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. Now, here's Pastor Justin Reimer. Hey, it's Christmas time. I don't know if you know it yet, or if it's, uh, you know, kind of crossed your radar just yet, but it is Christmas time. How many people... You 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 have like a reminder or something that jars your memory or gets you kind of in that headspace, You're like oh yeah, it's Christmas. I know it's I know it's coming soon. What, what what triggers you to the thought that Christmas is on its way? Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey's yearly moment of relevance, the billion dollar industry that is Mariah Carey. You hear Mariah and you're like, oh, it's Christmas. Who else? Do you know what's wild? is in the first service? That was the very first thing that was shouted out as well. Mariah is winning the day. Anyone else? What, what, what reminds you that it's Christmas time? Huh? Presents? Come on, somebody. Lights? Bacon? Oh, baking specifically. Bacon is actually a really great The smell of sizzling bacon is Christmas for sure. I celebrate Christmas all year round. Who else? You got something that reminds you of Christmas? Gingerbread, Christmas trees, bad movies, ugly sweaters, busy malls. Christmas parties. You know what's interesting? I can tell where we live, not a single person has mentioned snow or cold weather at all. It's like it's the most stereotypical kind of scene. Snow begins to fall and you know it's Christmas. Not one person in Vancouver has mentioned that that triggers Christmas for them. It's a lot of things that remind us of Christmas. And in fact, many of them would simply be subjective to the, the way that we were raised. So, so, for some, like a certain food item is that thing, but that's family by family, culture by culture, sometimes even the seasons of life, the thing that you crave changes. For others, it, it, it's songs. And, you know, the songs of Christmas, like, like Mariah Carey's, uh, they, they have kind of seasons where they come and seasons where they go. There's only a few that really last the test of time. It's amazing to me. That every year, multiple new Christmas albums are released, but every year, the, the, the hits are still the hits. You know what I'm talking about? But those things come, and they go. In fact, some of the Christmas songs were written for very different reasons. Like the, the Christmas carol, Do You Hear What I Hear? Or Do You See What I See? was actually written in response to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Not even a Christmas song, but it's become this Christmas you know, anthem that is sung. And you know, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, that song was originally recorded by a 13-year-old. Like the, the version you hear, she was 13 when she sang Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Pretty interesting. Lots of Christmas songs, they say, were written purely for the marketing potential. And then we've got songs like we sang today, Oh Holy Night, written as a hymn. But Christmas songs, they can kind of change. In fact, they're different culture to culture and, and season after season. Weather certainly is different in some parts of the world. Christmas is certainly marked by snow, and that first snowfall, people start to get excited. In other parts of the world, Christmas is about the beach. But one of the things that, that probably marks most of our Christmas experiences in some way, shape, or form is, is the generosity of gifts being given, the giving and receiving of gifts, if you're being honest in the room, how many people still have a little bit of uh, Christmas decision-making to go when it comes to gifts? Anybody? Come on, put your hand up in the air. Okay, we got a few last-minute shoppers that, in the room. Hey, has anybody ever given a gift that was purely out of obligation? Okay. Has anyone ever given a gift that, uh, that was just completely reciprocated? You're like, oh, there was a transaction that came my way, and so I got to remember that next time a gift-giving thing came, I got a candle, so I'm, I'm thinking something in the soap kind of variety is going back the other way. Anybody? You've given a reciprocated gift. Has anyone ever given a gift that was actually more about decluttering your house? Come on, you've re something. It's just been sitting there, and you're like, I could either throw it away, or I could give it to someone I love. You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure, as they say. Has ever anyone ever given a, a gift that's just purely out of the tradition of such? I heard a, a friend recently, their staff Christmas party, they, they celebrate yearly with a terrible Christmas party. So they have terrible Christmas karaoke, they bring their, their worst Christmas snack, and then they have a competition to see who can give the worst gift. I think that's kind of great. You know, I've got some family members once upon a time who, who kind of, I think they thought they were giving in a terrible Christmas party, but it wasn't. You know what I'm talking about? Has you ever gotten just a terrible gift that missed the mark in every way? What's worse, getting a bad gift or giving a bad gift? Okay. What's better, giving a, a great gift or giving a, a great gift? Did I say giving or giving? Getting. Giving. Getting. You know, Zion, you're a leader, man. I I love this, you know, the honesty of children, they they love, the the getting. You know, as I'm thinking about the first Christmas, the first Christmas is really about a gift. It's about a gift uh, of God. And there are some observations that that we can make about Christmas and about the gift uh, of Jesus' birth that are are true to us today as well. You know, a gift, when given, it includes the element of, of surprise doesn 't it something special about the element of surprise there 's something so significant about the preparation ahead of time. Do you guys remember you know once upon a time, it was kind of the kind of the, the trend in TV to have makeover type shows where like an extreme home makeover or a house swap where you 'd go affect a you know, room in someone else 's house and they would do the same and you had Ty Pennington move that bus and then people would be like Aah! and they'd be like falling on the ground before they ever walked into their new place because they were so overwhelmed you remember shows like that and, and, and there would be like the big reveal moment and people are like Aah! oh i'm just so shocked i love the ones that go the other way i that those videos have been circulating where someone comes in and they're like oh wow this is different there's this one i saw recently where a lady comes in and she goes I just forgot something over here. And you'd see her leave the screen and she's like, because <laughs> it was a surprise she was really not looking forward to. But, but in gift giving, there's an element of surprise, isn't there? There's an excitement, there, there, there's a preparation. Have you ever seen something that's just so perfect for a person that you love? You didn't plan to go shopping, you weren't looking to, to, to carve out a gift, but you saw it you're like, oh, that's so them, I'm getting it right now. And it kind of surprised you, but it just spoke to you. Anybody? You see, God was so interested in sharing a gift with us, so interested in, in the, the gift-giving that would take place that there was an element of surprise involved in Christmas as well. God was hinting at it for a long time. For thousands of years, hinting at it, oh, just, just you wait. Just you wait. There, there's something really special. Have you ever had that, that time where you got a gift? We're just being real honest today. Where you got a gift and you're like, oh, just wait till you see yours. And there wasn't one for them just yet. Have you ever done that? You're like at work or something. Someone gives you a gift. You're like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, yours is, is coming, it's on the way. You see, God, He was preparing. He goes, just, just wait. And then He started to intensify the hints. He told Zechariah and Elizabeth. Hey, guys, you're going to have a baby who's going to prepare the way for the baby. And then he told Mary and Joseph, guys, you, you're, you're expecting this is the one. And then at some point in time, he told a man named Simeon and said, get ready. You're not going to die before you see. I don't know how long Simeon had been waiting. And then through the, through the stars in the sky, the wise men were alerted hey, do you see that star there? There's something different happening. And they made preparation. And what did they do in preparation? They prepared gifts. Gifts of gold representing the royalty of a coming king. And frankincense indicating and representing the deity. God is coming to earth. And myrrh, this this fine perfume that was used for the preservation of the human body representing the humanity. So you've got the royalty, the deity, and the humanity of God's gift being represented in these gifts that were being made in preparation for. There's a surprise element to the, the gift of Christmas. And for you and I today, it's interesting to look in history and see that God has the same type of approach. In fact, even to the very beginning of, of the human story in, in Genesis, God let, let a little hint Go, just so you know, one day the seed of the woman will come and bring victory to the earth. God has been hinting at this thing for a long time. The second thing about a gift is that there is the conveying of love that's taking place. I already asked you, maybe you've given out of some reciprocated expectation or some duty. Perhaps you were given an assignment where a name was given to you or you're giving to this person Maybe you gave to declutter your house or you gave out of nostalgic purposes. But at the very root, at the core, the reason we give gifts is to convey love. It's to convey affection. It's to convey a knowing. I saw this and I thought of you. I know what you like. I'm not a big fan of the concept of list making around Christmas time. Now, this is not me going after administrative people. God bless you for being administrative. But but the concept of, I have to give you something, what do you want? I have to do it anyway. It's obligatory, so just tell me what you want and we'll engage in a transaction. And then I'll tell you what I want and you can get me the thing that I want. It becomes so transactional that the the intended purpose of a gift, the love that is expressed can sometimes be missed in the process. Have you ever been asked what you want for for a gift-giving event? You're like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. What do you say? Surprise me. Because therein lies the the gift. You know, Augustine said this, that, that our hearts were made for God and they are restless until they find their rest in him. We didn't even know what we wanted. We didn't even know what we needed, but God did, and conveying love to us in this while we were still sinners, he sent his son into the world that we might live through him, and not only to us but to all who long for his appearance. This is the 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 gift of Christmas. An element of surprise, the conveying of love that Jesus came so we might have life, that we could be forgiven that we could receive a revelation of the Father, that we could have an example of how to live in response to God and to others and to ourselves. God loves you. Jesus is the reminder of that. He didn't send his son out of obligation. He didn't send Jesus as a transaction. He didn't send Jesus because we had put on our list, "Mm." I could get a new pair of shoes and a savior those would be two things that I'm looking for salvation was not our idea though it was the thing we needed the most and God seeing the perfect opportunity sent his son and the amazing thing to me about the perfect opportunity of the Christmas story is it didn't feel perfect at the time In retrospect, we look back and we go, wow, it was just the right moment. But that moment probably didn't feel just right to the people who were experiencing it. Imagine Mary and Joseph. They're planning for an unplanned baby. Then comes in the announcement of a a census, so they need to leave their place. It's a short little weekender, just a short little trip. They've got to go and sign their name. While they're there, they have the baby, and they get detoured And it ends up being a two-year detour into Egypt. So they're planning to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem. They end up in Egypt. They were not prepared for that detour. This was not part of their master plan. In fact, even that night, to the shepherds who, who received the message, it didn't feel like peace to them. Isn't it interesting that the gift of Jesus came to bring us peace, but every person who heard about it, their first response was terror. The angel repeatedly says, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be. What does this tell us? It tells us that the prevailing emotion of the earth where Jesus is not present is one of anxiety and fear. And the same is true today. If Jesus is not in the center of our lives, what is the prevailing emotion? Anxiousness, worry, and fear. We don't know what the future holds, but the message of Christmas is this do not be afraid. Surprise, good kind of surprise. God is conveying his love. It's exactly what you need. You didn't even know you needed it. And the third element I see in a gift is that it is really special when that gift is enjoyed. Like, have you ever given a gift, and, and, and the moment is fine, but you're excited to see it actually get used? You're like, I, I wasn't excited just for you to get this, I know the, the need that it's going to fulfill, and that's the part that has excited me. Can we, can we be a little honest again today? How many people in the room find it a little bit awkward to open a gift? Honest. you a little awkward, right? And you're like, oh, man, all oh, the eyes are on me, and I've got to get my face ready to respond. And, the way, and you start going like, am I smiling weird? And you're thinking, you're like, how how does one do this? And then am I going to go with like, oh, wow, or will that sound like, oh, wow, I don't want it to sound like that. And you're kind of like preparing, how do I respond to this gift given? You start to think about the person who gave it, and you know how they respond, and you're in your head. Anybody? How many people find it awkward to give a gift and watch someone open it? I know it happens because we say this, hey, I just give this, you open it, take it home. You can open it at your house. Just put it under your tree, open it later. And, and maybe you're the person who gives the gift early and it's not because you're just ahead of the game. You just don't want to be there when they open it because the, the moment is awkward. Have you ever found it awkward this way when someone's like, here, open it. And you're like, right now? I'm, do- I'm just, like right now? I'm doing something right now. Yeah, yeah, right now I want to see your expression. Have you ever, when receiving a gift, gone like above and beyond to make sure the person knows how much it matters? Oh, wow, this is amazing. I'm already wearing pajamas, but I'm putting this sweater on on top of the pajamas because it's the perfect thing. Someone gets you some pants, you're like, I'll try them on right here, you know? Yeah, they do fit. Have you ever had that? Really honest? have you ever made sure you went the other way because you didn't want to give the impression that you really, really liked it? (laughs) I I heard recently this guy who's like, eventually I just had to tell my parents, please stop buying me calendars because I can't fake it. I don't use it. I use my phone. (laughs) He's like, every year, he's like, oh, wow, cars. Thanks. A gift given It's not just about the element of surprise or the love that is expressed it is about opening it up and putting it to use like oh thank you oh wow and there's a gift receipt i love it (laughs) it's about putting putting it into use it's about enjoying it and seeing it affect and change your life the same is true of the gift of jesus the gift of the joy that God has sent to the earth, the peace that comes to earth. God is surprising us with peace. Have you ever been surprised by peace? You're in a situation and you're like, why is it that I'm not falling to pieces right now? I know I'm gonna be okay. And peace sort of surprises you. Have you ever been surprised by joy? Where you're like, why is it that the, the circumstances around me are not bullying me into feeling a certain sort of way? I'm just, I feel excited. Have you ever been surprised by Christmas? Anybody in the room, you had, had a little Scrooge-type moment this Christmas season where you had to be convinced, okay, we got some people. I had a moment like this. The other night, it was a you know, busy day after a busy week after a busy month. You know what those feel like. And I had just committed, I'm like, I'm going to go on a run today before the day is done. And it was like 12.30 at night, almost 1 o'clock, and I hadn't gone on that run yet. But I knew I wasn't going to put my head on the pillow and not think about it. And so I bundled up, and I went outside, and it's cold. And I started, started running, and I saw some Christmas lights. And I'm like, man, I don't really feel very happy right now. And then into the quietness of the night... I just started thinking about Silent Night. And all of a sudden, I got excited about Christmas. Wow, man. Subjective, like, quietness isn't peace. It's possible to be in a quiet place and not feel peaceful. You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't more quietness that the world needed. It was peace. And peace came in the form of a baby, which is not often very quiet. And I love the message of the the angels to the shepherds. Today, meaning right now, in the city of David, they're like, we're in the city of David, meaning right here, a Savior has been born for you. Right here, right now, for you. That is still the message of Christmas. Right here, right now, and for you. Take away the lights, lose the feasting, lose the, lose, the, lose the gifts, lose the carols, put Mariah Carey on mute, and it will still be the message of Christmas right here, right now, and for you. God wants to surprise you with a gift of joy, joy to the whole world, peace. That God is conveying love to you and I through this gift. But we have a choice to make. Will we open it up and enjoy it? Receive it? And let it change us? Or will we allow the awkwardness of that exchange to rob us of that moment of gratitude? The message of Christmas, right here, right now, for you. And I, I love this. It says that you're going to go find this baby. And he's wrapped up in cloth and lying in a manger. You know, for, for the entirety of my life, when I get ready for Christmas, the word, my mom's words ring through my ears. Never give a gift that's not beautifully wrapped. And I fall so far short. I'm not a very good rapper. I don't mean hip hop. I'm pretty good at that. But I'm not a great rapper. Get tape all over the place. I'm kind of like throwing a brown paper bag, gift bag. It says Safeway on it. But mom, I got to say the first Christmas gift, the best one is just wrapped up in some scraps of cloth and lying in a manger. So maybe that's okay. It's not about the external presentation. It's about the gift that's inside. What's the gift? That right now and right here and for you, God is sending peace into the world. Sending joy into the world. And it's a gift that keeps on giving and never loses its value and fits us just right. It's the thing we didn't even know that we wanted, but we desperately needed, and God made a way. You're not alone this Christmas season, you're not forgotten this Christmas season. That even while you grieve, you can experience the joy of the presence of God this season. That whether it's quiet or loud, you can have peace in your heart between you and God, knowing that you are forgiven and accepted and loved and chosen and favored. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vividchurch or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.